Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an Accounting Matters podcast. I'm Matt Fisser, and today we'll be hosting solo as Nicole and Adam are out enjoying some time in Nashville. We'll keep it short today because I know you all really watch for them. And so this week, we will focus on discussing the FASB's most recent board meeting and their discussion over accounting for crypto assets, and then discuss SEC's sample letter to companies over their XBRL disclosures. So without further ado, let's jump right into the September 6th FASB board meeting, where they deliberated on the accounting for and disclosure of crypto assets. They confirmed the scope of the proposed accounting standards update, ASU, which is set to apply to crypto assets that are categorized as intangible assets that do not provide enforceable rights to underlying goods or services, reside on a distributed ledger based on blockchain technology or similar technology to blockchain, and secure through cryptography, they're fungible and were not created or issued by the reporting entity or related parties. As expected, crypto assets that meet those criteria should be subsequently measured at fair value in accordance with topic 820. At this time, the board did not provide guidance on how to recognize costs associated with acquiring crypto assets, such as commissions or transaction fees. For presentation purposes, it was affirmed that at a minimum, an entity should present the aggregate amount of crypto assets separately from other intangible assets measured using other basis. Gains and losses should be presented separately from the effects of other intangible assets as well. When it comes to classifying crypto assets received as non-cash consideration during the ordinary course of business that are converted nearly immediately into cash, those should be classified as operating cash flows. The proposed requirements for disclosures call for entities to disclose information about each significant crypto asset holding, including the name, fair value, units held, and cost basis. Further, the entity must disclose the fair value and cost basis of other crypto asset holdings, which may be aggregated into a single line item. Information about restricted crypto assets, the nature and duration of those restrictions, and potential circumstances leading to the removal of those restrictions should also be disclosed. Now, what is the effective date for this ASU? They're looking at the effective date beginning for fiscal years beginning after December 15th, 2024, and including interim periods within those fiscal years for all entities. Now, I'll be honest, not having Nicole or Adam to hand this next story over means I'll do my best to keep the discussion over XBRL short, but it's very important, so let's get into it. Since 2009, the SEC's rules have mandated that companies must furnish financial information in their registration statements, periodic reports, and current reports in a machine-readable format using extensible business reporting language we all know as XBRL. In 2018, the Commission took it a step further by requiring the use of inline XBRL for financial statement information. That marked a significant shift in how financial data is presented and accessed by investors and market participants. Over the years, the Commission has expanded its requirements for XBRL and inline XBRL disclosures. They've noted that investors and market participants have grown more accustomed to working with data in those formats and have found it increasingly valuable. This trend reflects the growing importance of structured data in modern financial reporting. Now we fast forward to December 2022, and a game-changing development occurred with the enactment of the Financial Data Transparency Act, FDTA. This new law mandates several important initiatives. 
including one that requires the SEC to establish a program aimed at improving the quality of corporate financial data filed or furnished by issuers under the Securities Act of 1933 and the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. In an effort to guide companies in their use of XBRL and inline XBRL, the Division of Corporate Finance has released an illustrative letter containing sample comments. These comments serve as examples of the feedback that companies may receive depending on their specific circumstances and the type of filing under review. It's important to note that this was only a sample letter and does not cover every potential issue companies might encounter, and the division encourages companies to consider these comments in conjunction with additional guidance available on the SEC's website, specifically from the Office of Structured Disclosure. In summary, the SEC's ongoing commitment to enhancing transparency and the accessibility of financial data is evident through its evolution from XBRL to inline XBRL and the recent enactment of the FDTA. Companies and investors are navigating this ever-changing landscapes among many other changes, and the Division of Corporate Finance is playing its role in ensuring compliance. Stay tuned for future AM Now episodes for further updates on developments in financial reporting and regulation. And that rounds us out for this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcasts on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Matt Fisser, and thanks for listening to AM Now. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.